0: Welcome to Sincerely Two Imperfect Therapists, a podcast where we discuss boundaries, money stories, healing within relationships, the therapeutic process, social justice from both the therapist and the client perspective, and the nuances of the human condition.
1: While we may not have all the answers, we use our expertise and personal experiences to guide our discussions that we hope spark curiosity and reflection within yourself.
0: Please note this is a podcast that's not intended for supervision, therapy, or guidance for your individual needs. Rather,
1: we intend to raise awareness on important topics. We do our best to provide content warnings, though if any topics are upsetting to you, please seek local emergency support.
0: Hi, everyone. If you could take a moment and rate, review, and subscribe to the show if you're enjoying it, we would greatly appreciate the feedback. And on with the show. How are you today? I'm
1: good. How are you?
0: I am hanging in there. Mm -hmm. It is my first week back from vacation and I am feeling it. Yeah. Um, Yeah. It was really, really good to be home and to see family. Um, Also really good to be back in Connecticut. Um, But it's just I'm exhausted and tired.
1: Yeah. How are you? I mean, I already well, asked you that. Yeah, but, like for real, how are you? Yeah, for real, because I definitely <clears throat> lied when I said I was good. <laughs> <laughs> I lied. Yeah. All <laughs> um, right, you admit it. Yeah. <laughs> I am to. I am thirty-eight weeks pregnant, so mm. I am having all of the aches and pains, and just generally don't know how I'm still making it. I feel like I have a giant weight in my stomach, and it's because there's a human in there.
0: Yeah. A growing one.
1: Yeah. Like... Yeah. A human with, like, fully developed lungs. (laughs) Yeah. It's so strange. Yeah. (laughs) It's so strange. And it's also raining. Every time we podcast, I swear, it's always fucking raining.
0: Well, to be fair, it's rained, I want to say, every single weekend Mm -hmm. straight since, like,
1: May. Right. So, So, it's like,
0: what... Why? Yeah, I was hoping to go do like cute fall shit this weekend. Yes. And I was like, oh, maybe we'll go to like an apple orchard and, mm-hmm. or pumpkin picking or something like that. It's going to rain. Yep. So we will not be doing that. But yeah, you know. I feel
1: like I missed out on a lot of fall things and I love the fall. Yeah,
0: no, me too. Not
1: only because of the rain, but also because I now have to go to the bathroom every 45 minutes. Yeah.
0: So, yeah. And that's not fun. Well, you know, what's interesting about that is that early in my pregnancy, we ended up going to a New York mm-hmm. trip, like to the city, New York City, with um, a group of friends. And I almost had a panic attack because I was like, oh my God, there's not very many public bathrooms. Yep. And so what am I going to do if I have to go? And I struggle with like IBS type symptoms. So mm-hmm. that's always a worry of mine. Yeah.
1: But
0: I normally have like AIDS to kind of help with that. Pregnancy, there's, I mean, like when you got to go, you just got to go. Yes. Yeah. Yep. I um I went to stay a couple weekends ago. That was like the one fall thing that I've done so far, and I had to go to the bathroom so many times, and I just pulled the like hold my stomach and groan and be like, oh, this line is so long. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't work, but oh. I tried <laughs> <laughs> just to see if somebody would you know, <laughs> let me go. Oh, um, but yeah, 38 weeks. I bet you are ready. Like oh ready yeah. Ready to just be done.
1: Yeah, I'm ready. Hospital yeah. bags are packed. Car seats are in the car. That's exciting. Yes. Yep. So, stroller is in the trunk of my husband's car. Nice. So I was like you will be driving. It won't be not yeah. I. <laughs> Can you imagine if you have right. to drive and be in labor? I'm sure there's somebody out there that's definitely done that. <laughs> oh, for sure. That'd be yeah. Crazy. Yeah, no, definitely. But yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. Yeah. The uh all of the beauties of third trimester um absolutely settling in yeah but i won't scare anybody on the podcast so i'm not going to go into what those are well
0: we can be real without right you know just being too mingling
1: (laughs) right exactly
0: (laughs) um and we'll get back to all of this this is not completely irrelevant um because today we're going to be talking a little bit about maternity leave but first i have a question for you yes what was an irrational fear that you had as a kid just one or multiples did you have multiple irrational fears
1: yes i still have it today oh it's gonna tell a lot about my personality birds no i do i do really irrationally hate pigeons oh um i really don't like pigeons that's why 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 i chase after i was just gonna ask you that's why you chase them yes i do because every time i wash my car there's always like one poops on it right after only after i wash my car
0: and only pigeons
1: I think so interesting because only they would you know it's really rude fuck pigeons yeah anyway moral of the story is moral of the story is I hate pigeons I look at them I get upset yeah um so I can't kill bugs (laughs) I can't believe I'm saying this on live (laughs) um the reason I can't kill bugs is because I have this irrational fear that I didn't fully kill it and it's under you know now it's on my shoe and what if they come back to life and they get inside my shoe? Oh. Yeah. Oh. I have not gotten over that.
0: Oh, if they go splat, they're they're done. Yes. Yeah.
1: But no. Yeah. <laughs> my brain tells me no.
0: <laughs> I see, I, that's I that's actually not where I thought that was going to go because I had heard that there is a belief out there, I can't remember what where what it's connected to, but there's a belief out there that that if you are a bad person in your human life, that when you die, you would then reincarnate as like a cockroach. Ew. So I thought you were gonna say that, like you're afraid it's like a, a like a past love one, and no. so you can't kill them. No, I'm just afraid okay. they're
1: gonna somehow come back to life and go inside my shoe.
0: Okay. Which but, makes,
1: I know it makes no sense. Yeah. And everybody here is probably I'm like, mm, she probably needs to go talk to someone. I do. I do talk to someone. We just haven't touched that yet. <laughs> <laughs> not at the top of the priority No, list. <laughs> it's just not. Yeah.
0: Um, my irrational fear as a kid was quicksand. Oh. Like, I really thought that that was going to be a bigger issue. issue in adult life. And mm-hmm. I remember my parents had... Um, <laughs> Back in our day, when you would go on a road trip, there was no TV or phones or, like, you had your tape player or your CD player, depending on what year it was, um, and, like, an activity bag of, like, Mm -hmm. things. And so one of the things that my parents always packed for us was this, like, survival book of, like, how to survive killer bees, how to survive a bear attack. So, like, I know a lot of these, like, survival things. Mm -hmm. And I really thought that quicksand was going to be, like, a bigger issue. issue. So I really didn't care for, like, going to the desert. Sure. Uh, Like, my grandparents lived in Arizona. I was like, I don't know. I just – quicksand scares me.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's scary, but it's not as common as I thought. (laughs) You definitely won't find some in the concrete. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: I still don't think that's as bad as mine.
0: Well, (laughs) I mean (laughs) – yeah. 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 (laughs) Yeah
1: we'll go with yeah yeah (laughs) when i have finally mustered the courage to kill a bug i have to leave the sandal exactly where it's been for like literally two days because i'm just not nope not it's really bad i don't know why i still haven't let it go it's ever since i was a kid i don't know i don't know anyway moving on
0: yeah (laughs) so maternity leave you Mm -hmm. are 38 weeks pregnant yes i am 21 weeks pregnant I announced last episode that I'm pregnant, and um, so you and I, I mean, off air, have talked a lot about maternity leave and our different plans and how that works, particularly with private practice. We kind of, just before we hopped on, had of, of course, as this always goes, mm-hmm. had a bit of a big rant about just the crappy treatment that pregnant people yes, get in, in, general. in this country. Yeah. Um, And so it's I think it's an interesting conversation, especially when we think about how that relates to like private practice and um, talking to clients and the things that pregnancy can stir up for our clients. Yeah. So like from a therapist perspective um, and we've talked that we'd love to have somebody um, who specializes in pre postnatal Mm -hmm. work. Um, mental health on that—that that would be awesome. So, if that's you, like, feel free to reach out. That'd be super cool.
1: Yes, please DM us at yeah. sincerely two imperfect therapists. That's the number two in on Instagram.
0: Yeah, or our email at gmail.com. Right. Yes, um, same thing. <laughs> um, we would love to hear from you. But for today, we're just mostly going to focus on from like the private practice perspective and what our personal experiences have been like thus far, because it's completely new to the two of us. Mm-hmm. So
1: to start when did you first start telling your clients um i started telling them i want to say around 10 to 12 weeks um mostly because my first trimester there was a lot of nausea yeah um so i was having to snack during you know like bite down on what are they called um saltine thank you yes saltine crackers during sessions which I never do I never snack during sessions um and so that was already you know
0: out of the ordinary out of
1: the ordinary um and so I that's the only reason honestly I started telling clients so soon was around 10 to 12 weeks because I just couldn't hide it I would want to throw up every five seconds yeah
0: yeah yeah and it's uh, from like a, a wellness health perspective especially in the COVID times not that COVID makes you grow up, but I oh, feel yeah. like to just kind of preface that and mm-hmm. be like, "Hey, it's pregnancy, not
1: right. Not, not actually like contagious." Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and and to be fair, vice versa as well. Because um, once I started telling clients that I was pregnant, they were more cognizant to not come in if they weren't feeling well. Sure, um, you know to you know also protect me as well, which is really nice of them. Like like I've said before, my clients are great.
0: Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah.
0: How did Telling them go.
1: I don't think I had, I think I maybe had one client who just was anxious about what that's going to look like when I'm on maternity leave. It wasn't a difficult conversation to have. Most of my clients were like really, really happy and excited. I also have a lot of single moms on my caseload, so that makes sense. I don't think it was a very difficult conversation and I and I talked with all of my I spoke with all of my clients and I kind of guided them about what how I would be handling maternity leave for right. them um, in, in terms of like collaboration and like making it a smooth transition as possible um, especially for my clients that it was really important for them that I do that yeah but I can't think that it was no I think everybody took that really well
0: that's good yeah that's good I, um, <clears throat> as I kind of already mentioned, started telling people my first, well, my first trimester was tough. Um, I, was, I had a lot of morning sickness as well. Thankfully it didn't interfere as much as I thought it would with work. Um, there was only two people that I had mentioned, um, like, Hey, I'm struggling with a medical condition cause I wasn't really quite ready at that point mm-hmm. to let them know that I was pregnant. Um, so I'm gonna be, you know, snacking. I get some nausea from it. So, but it, that was like a week. I think at that point where it was like really a worry, mm-hmm. and then after that, I got a handle on it. I was just like popping ginger ginger candies yes. like nonstop, and you know, trying to stay hydrated, trying to eat lots of little snacks to mm-hmm. keep something in my stomach, because um, I found that having a, an empty stomach made it worse. Yes, one hundred percent. So I waited. Um, and I started telling people about I think I was about eighteen weeks. So it was it's really only been a couple of weeks of telling mm-hmm. people. And so far so good. I feel like um well, all my clients know and I haven't had any like super adverse right reactions. I've had some humorous reactions. <laughs> um I have a lot of young people in my caseload, so um there's been like anywhere from like, oh, wow, congratulations to just like, oh, OK, cool. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. To like you're pregnant on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I am. Um, yeah. Yep. Yes. Yes. People this. do make decisions. Like yes. It's yes. <laughs> a plan of mine. Um, but everybody's been really great. And it seems that I I think it's for me probably more of my own. Awkwardness. I don't know if you experienced this, but obviously like telling family and friends Mm -hmm. and whatever, like it's exciting, but I've just naturally felt a little awkward in the sense of what that implies when I'm announcing it. You know, that like, wow, I'm a human with a life outside with a husband who I spend my time with. Yes. (laughs) Um, It feels kind of vulnerable. But so then to have that conversation with clients, just like the I'm pregnant feels so strange to me. And so I don't know how much this matters, but I decided to go about telling people in the way of like, I'm just letting you know I'm taking a maternity leave in February. And then, you know, you wait, like, a second or two for it to click. And then
1: they're like, oh, my gosh, you're
0: pregnant? Um, and, But I don't know if you felt that awkwardness or, like, if it just felt like, yeah, no, I'm pregnant. Here I am. This is a normal human thing that happens.
1: The latter for okay. me, for sure. Okay. Um, Yeah. I am i don't tend to – I don't know. Maybe that's just my personality. It's just like, yeah. uh, here I am, and this is what you get.
0: Okay. I love yeah. that. I love, I, I love that. I wish I could have – gone about it with such confidence I think I just felt so uncomfortable in that regard where it's like oh this is like weirdly personal yeah it it (laughs) is like I get personal with my clients at times but not like yeah I don't know it feels very different so that was that was a little bit of a, a hurdle I had to overcome with just spitting it out but the more that I told people the more it became natural to just yeah yeah, I'm going on maternity leave, and I saw, like, if I saw them, like, doing the math in their head, trying to figure out what that meant, I'd be like, I'm pregnant. Yes. <laughs> yes, that, you that heard is... that correctly. Yeah. Um, How did you feel, like, did you have any worries that people would not want to stay? So, like, a unique part of this about being in private practice is that we build and maintain our own mm-hmm. caseloads. Um, So, I'm wondering for you, when you found out that you're pregnant and started talking to clients about pregnancy and maternity leave if that was a thought for you as far as just what's going to happen to my my caseload
1: yeah um it was it definitely i would say that that was on the forefront of my mind um, for many reasons um, i really really enjoy what i do for a living i love working i always have enjoyed working um, I was also really worried about finances and what that was going to look like because, you know, when we're fee-for-service, so if we don't see clients, we're not getting paid. And, right. you know, when we when you live in a country that also doesn't really provide a lot of aid to parents, um, that seems really daunting and it seems like a lot and it's because it is. Yeah. Um, so as far as my caseload, I didn't expect anyone to drop down and no one did, um, at least not for this this reason um I was actually surprised I got the opposite is I got for whatever reason a ton more calls um and when I would say hey just so you know I'm taking this maternity leave I was more surprised that they were like oh that's fine let's just keep going yeah I just told you before
0: we got on that I I like just booked two new clients I have two intakes coming up and I had that same conversation mm-hmm. like before we even jumped into like what I'm about how I work right. what I do any questions that they might have I right off the bat was like before we do jump, jump in I'm taking maternity leave because I am pregnant mm-hmm. is that something you're comfortable with and I got yeah uh, yeah okay yeah. I don't <laughs> see why that would be an issue right <laughs> Like yes Oh, okay okay, okay. <laughs> right yeah yeah I think I feel I felt similarly I think you you hit the nail on the head on the head when we mentioned the I mean it's fee-for-service we're self-employed and so mm-hmm. um, whereas in perhaps a traditional job you would have both like state supplemented income right. due to whatever you're paying into for for that paid leave um, but there are jobs where They'll have like it written to their contract that mm-hmm. expecting parents get X amount of days or weeks or months or whatever of their full pay right. before they'll like tap out and then you have to lean lean on like what the state pays yeah. or whatever. Um and we don't have
1: that. Nope. It's just
0: That's what we save <laughs>
1: Yeah, what we put into yeah. uh Connecticut paid leave. Right. <laughs> and that's and it.
0: Never mind you like paying ourselves, but also paying our business like I have to keep up with rent for my office I'm not gonna like not have my office right um I'll still be paying for internet and electric Mm -hmm. and even though I won't be here necessarily I still have to pay for those expenses I have to pay to keep my psychology today profile I have to pay to you know just all of the expenses that come along with that faxes all of it all of it (laughs) (laughs) exactly so that was something that I had to take into consideration and thankfully I feel like because this was a planned pregnancy I had some of that already accumulated in my business savings Mm -hmm. but I know that that's not the case for everybody and I imagine that there are therapists out there who are like oh oh, fuck
1: what am I gonna do (laughs) just me
0: (laughs) yeah yeah I know can you speak a little bit on that experience if you don't mind
1: yeah absolutely so um we knew it was going to happen um, we just didn't think it was gonna happen so like right soon. now, yeah. <laughs> right? Because yeah. um, I I also started my my doctoral program, and so when I started it, we had spoken and said, okay, maybe like around year two, like after I get acclimated to the program. Yeah, no, I attended my orientation about seven months pregnant. So yeah, 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 yeah. Almost, yeah. and and so I didn't, you know, anticipate that I had to file for Connecticut. Well, make an account you know, through Connecticut paid leave, um, Aflac during my pregnancy. So I was already pregnant. Um, And that was like scary because it's like, okay, it's crunch time. I have to figure this shit out because like you said, I still have to have my office when I come back. Right. um I was looking through all of my bills and realized the only thing that I can maybe turn off because it's not critical is like my canvas subscription right um and I, I think one other thing um I don't even remember what it was I wrote it down I
0: think you can like technically archive yeah your, or like like therapy pause. notes yes subscription but yes. like if
1: I'm gonna be gone for
0: a short period of time like it doesn't right. feel totally necessary
1: right Right, exactly. And I'm blessed that, you know, I have been putting enough money aside that I'll be able, and that's not another thing. My um, maternity leave also coincides when I got to pay taxes in January. Those taxes have to be paid anyway. So I had to put money aside for that as well. (laughs) Um, Oh, yeah. 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 So on top of rent, there's the taxes and all the other bills and and whatnot.
0: I'll have to, I'm glad that you said that because <laughs> I think quarter one estimated taxes will be due while mm-hmm. I'm away mm-hmm. and I'll have worked January and hopefully most of February by the time that I go. So I'll have to pay those while I'm out because yeah. I don't have an accountant to do that for me. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So it's, it's a lot. Thank you for reminding You're me welcome. of that. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. Um, yeah, so it's 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 hard. Um, it was definitely not, it just felt like crunch time. Like sure. I just had to figure all of this out right away because, you know, it's just uh, a, little, a little earlier than we expected. <laughs> <laughs> that happens sometimes. Yes. <laughs> um, it sounds like, though,
0: that with this like conversation about our caseloads and, and how that worry kind of comes into play when talking to clients about being pregnant and going on leave that for neither of us, no one just flat out said, well, let's just be done right now. Right. Like I, well then I'm done talking to you. (laughs) Um, that it's brought up conversations perhaps around like termination or Mm -hmm. being ready for termination, um, taking a pause or needing like a temporary referral. Yeah. Um, and it's good to know that if anything you, got people who mm-hmm. were interested in, and in me as well. Um, I think that that was a bit of a, a surprise, especially with both of us not, um, either taking insurance or taking like a whole lot of insurances, right. like it, like mostly self-pay, um, that, that felt a little bit surprising to me. Yeah. But how did you decide? Cause we're talking about money and practices and like saving for Mm -hmm. to keep your business alive while you're away. Mm -hmm. Um, How did you decide on how long you would take? Because that ultimately, because we're self-employed, is in some fashion up to us right the other part of it is up to our bank accounts mm-hmm. but, but I'm yes. wondering how you decided that because that can vary um and side note I had a client who said are you gonna be taking like six months I said
1: no, no. <laughs> <laughs> I wish <That'll> be nice. <laughs> um but yeah I'm yeah wondering. um I took a couple things into consideration I did take into account um my household's finances Sure. Um, I took into account my business finances and also my my personality. Yeah. Um, I off the bat and I when my when I met my husband, I told him I will never be a stay at home mom. I very much admire stay at home moms, stay at home moms. It is a full time job.
0: 100 percent. You're
1: just not getting paid for it. Um, But I know that for my mental well-being, I can't do it. Yeah. Um, so I had a, I had a sit down with myself and I said, I don't think I can do more than three months, mm-hmm. um, because I think I will lose it, yeah. um, truly. Um, and, and, also, um, you know, I, in terms of our finances, it just makes sense for me to go back to work first. Um, and my husband's actually taking a longer leave than I am. Um, because of the, the same reason. So it just makes more sense for me to come back first. Um, and and that's it. I mean, who knows? I could get to month three and decide that, nope, I actually want to stay longer. And I think that would be an interesting conversation. I'm also reminding myself that because I am self employed, if I wanted to take a couple weeks, maybe in the summer, I can do that too. Yeah. Um, and, and, kind of just figure it out as it goes because if there's one thing that pregnancy has taught me is that i can have plan a through z which is part of my personality she will find a way to throw a wrench in those plans sure sure mm-hmm.
0: well life will th- find a way to throw a wrench in those plans that oh yes we can plan as much as we want but unfortunately we just really don't know and especially mm-hmm. when we're dealing with another human coming into this world right that totally changes things that yeah. Um, we just really don't know how things will go. And, uh, you know, obviously we're hoping for a happy, healthy, mm-hmm. smooth birth and hopefully you can go back to work as planned, but yeah. who knows, maybe, maybe you'll decide to right. stay. It, maybe that's just because you're enjoying your time exactly. With your baby and maybe you're like itching. And, and then that's another thing too. You can always decide to go back sooner. Mm-hmm. Like if it gets to be four weeks and you're like, yeah, I really need to like talk to some other people yes. <laughs> other than just my baby and my husband. Yes. Um, and you could decide to do that too, yeah. Um, but I think it's hard. I think it's challenging because we live in a society and a culture that kind of dismisses pregnant people as a whole, mm-hmm. um, mothers as a whole, as far as maternity leave and pregnancy. And I joked to you before that I feel like pregnant people should get like it should maternity leave should start from. The day you find out they're pregnant.
1: <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, There's so many things to deal with.
0: Yes, and so it's it's challenging to determine that, and some of that is predetermined if you're working at like an agency or a group mm-hmm. practice or um, just simply due to finances. Um, but with private practice, I do feel like we have a little bit of that flexibility, which can be, at least for me, it's been a kind of a, of, deep breath. Yeah. Like a breath of fresh air. Just okay. I can decide to do right. however I want and so for me I decided to just do the average average I don't even know if you can call it that there's like a standard 12 weeks I yes. guess um so I'll be doing a standard 12 weeks because I feel similarly I don't think that I would do super well being a stay-at-home mom I love the idea of it mm-hmm. but I think practically I tend to get depressed yeah. And I worry about postpartum depression. And I know that as introverted as I am, I really rely on social support and other interaction. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, even if I'm interacting with like coworkers or fellow people in the field right. or like one or two clients a week, mm-hmm. that is something that I would want to get back to. Yeah. And I think that that's the luxury a little bit of private practices, or like that's like the trade off, I guess I'll right. say it that way. Like, if you want to go back, going back can look like one or two clients a week, right? It can look like seeing everybody bi-weekly and having a mm-hmm. week on and a week off. Yeah. Like you can we can be so flexible with that yeah. and figure that out and I think ultimately more often than not our clients are either willing to be flexible and work with what we offer or they're
1: able to advocate for themselves
0: to say that doesn't work for me and I need a referral.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um I agree and I think I'm that's something that I'm trying to tell myself um even even in scheduling or looking at my schedule for when I get back um I think I will be starting myself off slow again I've never done this before this is my first child um and so who knows what and how I'm going to be feeling um so I'm going I'm trying to embrace that I can I can make these decisions I worked excuse me, really hard to open my business. I think if there's the only thing that I planned in anticipation about when I would have a child is the decision to go to private practice so that I could, whenever that time came, have the flexibility to do exactly all of the things that you mentioned.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I think that that's also something that
0: motivated me when I decided to go into private practice is that I wanted to have something already established so that I could be flexible and that Mm -hmm. goes even after just pregnancy and, and maternity leave like we're talking about probably some schedule changes as far as like my kid has to be picked up from daycare at four or 5 PM. And so I need to be home Mm -hmm. or, um, kind of, you know, I want to be there for bus pickup. So I'm doing, you know, later mornings rather than early mornings or, you know, that there's flexibility that we can offer ourselves. But again, that trade-off and it's an unfortunate trade-off at times can, it can feel like it's at the cost of, Our finances, yeah. Um, and that's where I know you and I have both been on some like financial and money journeys as far as like looking at our finances and looking at our practice finances and what fees we're charging and what we actually feel that we need. Mm -hmm. Um, and I'm gonna I was (laughs) gonna say deserve, but I think everybody deserves to be paid what they need. Um, and so everybody's needs are different and that's where like Mm -hmm. that language I guess comes from. Um, but yeah, it's, I think it's a, such a complicated thing to sit and chew on and it's different for everyone. I guess, what would you advise people if they are not pregnant, but they're family planning or, um, have just found out that they're pregnant, like in your first time experience what would you suggest to people as far as like how to go about planning their leave
1: yeah um i would say is wherever whatever state you're in um check in with what that like family paid leave looks like sure if there's like state benefits yes if there's state benefits and then just just start signing up because it's not even just for you know maternity um or or having a child is like you know god forbid a parent gets sick or your spouse gets sick you get sick um those are benefits that you can tap into you know you've been paying taxes to the state therefore by all means take advantage of the benefits that you've been paying into um i think another thing is um just to i i follow this um this person on instagram it's called her first 100k tori dunlap Dunlap. i love her i love her (laughs) and what she's been really instilling in me that i think i would still had like a misunderstanding about is that I don't need to have a certain amount of money to start investing into like a high yield savings account mm-hmm. or a Roth IRA. I can just start doing that now. Mm-hmm. So I would say if you know that kids is something you want in the future, or if you know that there's a parent that you have made the decision to care for, um, or, or whatever have you, just know that you can put in a little bit at a time. It doesn't have to be this huge amount. It can just be something at a time to start accumulating like savings and and also your financial stability because you don't want to do what I did and kind of scramble at the last minute it doesn't feel good it doesn't it it's it only adds more stress to if what you're planning on is pregnancy it's going to only add more stress to what stress like how much stress you're going to have during pregnancy
0: yeah and I think that there's a planning piece that we're talking about here as far as what I hmm, let me back up. I anticipated planning to get pregnant. I had anticipated like, oh, well, I'll just like really ramp up the clients that I'm Mm -hmm. seeing like during my pregnancy and save, 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 save and squirrel away all this money. And you know, I'll be set. Like I'm not worried except (laughs) My first trimester was over the summer, so it was slow as it was, mm-hmm. and I didn't feel good. And so not only was my caseload much less than I had desired it to be, um, or as like comfortable as I was, I wasn't comfortable with where it was, um, I didn't feel good. And yeah. so I did not have the energy or the time, frankly, to be sitting down and marketing my practice right. and networking mm-hmm. and... Doing the thing, like this was probably the one thing that I showed up for was yes. podcasting. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, okay, that's a one commitment. I like doing that. It's not a big deal. If we need to like take a break, right, whatever, it's not a big deal. Um, But I did not, I like totally just let everything else slide as mm-hmm. paying my bills, as seeing the clients that were scheduled. That was it. I was not doing anything to like nurture my practice. But I thought that I was going to. And Mm -hmm. so I think that that's where we get into what you had said before about like not being able to plan everything yeah, and almost planning for that unknown. Like if you know or you're able to prepare, plan, you're doing family planning now and you're thinking about your practice or you're thinking about opening your practice, I would consider that. And I think that you made a really good point there as far as, you know, it's never too late or too early to... um, invest and that can look like small amounts so like my saving for covering my business expenses happened in really really small increments like Mm -hmm. it was just like any leftover that I had from like once my bills were paid for my practice and I was paid for my practice if I had leftover I just like put it into this little fund and was like there you go um and then personally I have a high yield savings account Mm -hmm. as you said so that's something that's been beneficial to me because it's like every time I get the interest, I'm like, "Ooh, yeah, that's nice." nice. <laughs> like instead of 74 cents, I got you know something yep. else. Um, so, yeah, I feel like that that's something that people can can think about. Um, as far as like logistics with like, so we've talked about the time frame that you're taking, the financial piece of that, telling your clients. But the other piece that's coming to mind when it comes to maternity leave and planning for all of this is, we talked a little bit during our collaboration episode, but collaborating with other providers who Mm -hmm. are going to be temporarily taking over um, and then also like what do you do once you're in labor? Like, what what is the plan right. there? Like, are we just gonna shoot off a text? Are we gonna send an email? Are we gonna have somebody else call people? Mm-hmm. Like, talk to me a little bit about what your thought process has been with all of that. Yes.
1: Um, so again, planning for that unknown is I had started a month, a month and a half early, reaching out to uh, other providers to uh, cover while I'm out, and my plan was to get. All of the release informations and write up, uh, you know, do case write ups so that they have an idea of what, who the client is and what they're kind of working on, why they're in therapy, and send it to those therapists.
0: Why did you decide to do that?
1: because I thought it would be more helpful to my clients and to the therapists to one, know exactly what they're kind of working with, um, and also for my clients to not have to sit there and explain everything all over again, because this is already hard enough as it is. Like I said, my clients were super understanding. They were very happy for me, but there was still some disappointment of, I'm not gonna talk to you. I have a lot of clients who their first run at therapy has been with me, mm. so the idea of having to be connected to another therapist was a lot for them. Mm. Um, and so, you know, and we had tra- we had conversations about it. We were very transparent. It also gave my clients a huge peace of mind knowing that I was going to do that—that that I was going to vet every single therapist that I spoke to and decide if they were going to be what I thought was a good fit based on you know my phone call with them. And so that's why I decided on that. So to clarify that,
0: because you're, and correct me if I'm wrong, you're mm-hmm. taking like eight weeks?
1: Um, almost, um, maybe 10, I ten think. 10 weeks? Okay. Yeah. 10 and um, a half. Yeah.
0: You're taking 10 weeks. Um, and that's, in that, if we think about that, that's 10 sessions, mm-hmm. right? It's 10 times that somebody's going to meet with somebody else. Yes. Which, if you're somebody who does long-term therapy, such as myself or such mm-hmm. as you, um, meaning I see people for at least six months, like right. people who come to me are with me usually for the long haul. Yes, I'm, same. Like most of my clients I've been seeing for like a year and a half or two yeah. years. Um, so 10 sessions in the grand scheme of things doesn't feel like a whole lot of time. Right. And so if we spend... Even just two or three of those gathering history, building mm-hmm. rapport, trying to catch them up based on, you know, my cousin is George and this is what, yeah, why he's an asshole, um, <laughs> that, that it can be like a, a time loss in that way. Or it can yeah. just be like a lack of efficiency as right. far as like the best use of their time. Right. Okay. Right. Yep. Awesome. So you did case write-ups to mm-hmm. alleviate some of that. Yes. Yes. Some of that will be, of course, like rapport building that has to happen right. naturally. but. To alleviate at least like all of the history taking and the case conceptualization as Mm -hmm. far as like, we talked about this during our collaboration episode, but not that our clients don't know themselves the best, but because we're looking at them from an objective point of view and a clinical perspective, there's certain insights that we might have that would be helpful to the therapist that we haven't necessarily
1: discussed in that detail or in that right. type of way with our clients. Yes, okay. exactly. So like even with, especially at, you know, we're a trauma therapists, so I have a lot of clients who either have a diagnosis of CPTSD or more. Um, I also write um, like some tells, hey, if the client starts doing this, this is what's happening. So they
0: are dissociating. Yes, <laughs> yeah. exactly.
1: Yeah. Um, just because, you know, these are therapists um, already have an existing sure. caseload. So they also, this is also a huge favor that they're doing for me, mm-hmm. um, to be able to take on, um, you know, these clients and, and know that it's not going to last forever. Sure. Um, so I, I wanted to just, I wanted to make it easy for everyone.
0: Yeah. Well, I can think of that even in the, like the, the little heads ups and this is not like a way to talk crap about our clients, but just as a way of like, even mm-hmm. the helpfulness of uh, certain clients will go on tangents, um, as a way to deflect or avoid. Yes. And then other clients go on tangents, and it seems—and this, I know, I'm this type of client. It seems like it's totally unrelated, and you're like, "Where is this story going?" Yeah. And then they get to the end, and you're like, "Oh, oh, yeah, oh my gosh!" Like that totally, (laughs) yeah, totally wrapped right back around to what we were talking about, and made a whole new Mm -hmm. like ton of insights. Um, so being able to give those kinds of heads up yeah like hey if they go on a tangent don't cut don't cut them off like they right. they will get back to the point I promise yeah um, or hey they go on tangents so like just be mindful to, to gently interject um, yeah to to check in because sometimes mm-hmm. they do that to avoid yes um, yeah or distract like you'll get mm-hmm. 50 minutes through the session and realize we talked about the person you bumped into at the grocery store rather than what 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 you're actually actually here for right yes yes
1: yeah um so yes i did i did it for that and true to pregnancy my third trimester i got really bad carpal tunnel oh no so writing has not been as timely as i thought it was going to be in your dominant hand Um, in my dominant hand i have carpal tunnel in my dominant hand and so while i'm not handwriting these things It is excruciating pain to have to at the end of my day after already having written notes. And because I have ADHD, I also write some notes in session, like some highlights for me to remember when I write my notes, to sit down and write case (laughs) write-ups. It's definitely taken me longer than I had thought, Um, and and it was a little for me it felt a little embarrassing because I was like so again I started this a month and a half, Um, I've been super apologetic. Thankfully, all of these therapists have been super understanding, um, so they haven't like you know gotten upset at me or anything. But it's just like that's annoying because I was being timely with all of this, and then literally my body just kind of did what my body did, and there's nothing I can do about it. I can only Write these case write-ups when I when I have some relief from right. the carpal tunnel, um, and so it, it is what it is. Yeah, <laughs> and that's that's it. Yeah, you know, I've been trying to give myself grace because that is constantly what I'm preaching to my clients: is give yourself some grace. Things are not always going to go as planned. Um, you're not required to be perfect. That's how I've been handling my pregnancy as well. How many? Um
0: how many people do you have on your caseload and then how many how do those numbers break down as far as like people who are looking for a temporary referral Mm -hmm. people who are terminating and you could
1: just like make estimates i'm putting
0: on the spot here um and how many are
1: like just going to take a pause i have 25 uh, clients on my caseload uh about i want to say 18 of them have asked for a referral and the rest have all declined a referral And are taking a pause? And are taking a pause. One of them is um, terminating um, just because they've been with me for so long. And again, they're really okay. Um, um, But one of them is terminating. And we agreed, like, if something comes up later on in life, like, you know, you can always come back if you want. Or, you know, if if I feel like it's out of my scope at that point, then we refer out. But um, I think that's the other beautiful thing about private practice is that sometimes clients go like they come as needed mm-hmm. um and we have that flexibility right. so i right. love that yeah yeah yeah
0: we can like drop down to monthly or drop right. down to as needed right it's not a huge a huge deal so yeah. yeah you don't have so many breathing down your neck i um wish i had numbers to share but simply because we've just opened the door to, mm-hmm. to talking about my maternity leave i haven't quite broken it down not not everybody is definitively sure about what their plan will be but i have a good number who are planning to just take a pause or are like yeah no i'll be fine for that time it's not yeah. a big deal i have a couple of people who are like debating do i pause do i terminate am i just like ready to be done you know they've kind of come to a place of being yeah like you know probably ready to terminate anyway um and then i have a couple of people who are looking for a, a possible referral but kind of and then I have a couple people who like just have not they're like I don't know we'll see yeah (laughs) okay (laughs) so we'll probably revisit that in the coming weeks um but I just want to curious how you how you broke that down so the last thing to kind of think about is how you're going to handle labor itself Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. or like what your plan is as far as like the administrative piece of that yes like it's monday and i have six clients scheduled and my water just broke
1: right um so i have enlisted the help of three wonderful colleagues all who have been on the podcast and yourself of (laughs) course (laughs) (laughs) um to it's it's much easier for me to text the group chat that we all have together to be like hey guys i'm in labor um and then i do have a spreadsheet that i'm sending to you guys with like the names and the numbers and stuff like that and since all three of you are covering some of, like, for my clients, Um, I just asked for... The therapists to be the ones that reach out to the clients. Um, some therapists have already scheduled an intake with my clients for the first week of November, which is when I'm anticipating she's going to come. Um, so that's kind of like squared away. And then what I had asked of you guys, my my immediate colleagues and friends, is to contact those people so mm-hmm. that they know to take over. Like balls in your court, here, tag your it. Oh, sure. This yeah, is, yeah. 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 Um, because I, you know, while I'm in labor, I doubt I'm going to have the mental wherewithal to sit here and text clients individually or to reach out to every single therapist that I referred right. to individually. You know, this right. is where we call on the village, so to speak. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. So that's yeah. how I handled it.
0: Yeah. Um, I assume you had, well, I know that for me, you had people sign releases for the people mm-hmm. that I will be seeing. Did you have all of your clients sign a release yes. for like when I'm in labor These people will have your phone number and your name. Yes. And we will be
1: calling you. Yes. Okay. I have consents as well. Um, Mostly how I did it was I had, um, I put down the numbers of the direct clients that you guys are going to have. And then the rest, I actually put the therapist number. And the therapist will be contacting the client. That way, there is no worries about like HIPAA or anything like that.
0: Sure. Does that make sense? Kind of. How does that work if you have like an appointment with them that day?
1: If I have an appointment, then I'll be reaching out. Um, but I made sure that I wasn't scheduling past like a certain date. Um, okay. For that reason, to avoid that. Okay. Yeah. But you know, again, if, <laughs> if she decides <laughs> to come early, I'm just going to figure it out. <laughs> I'm it gonna have to draft a message. Yeah. Right. I actually, in my notes section on my phone, I wrote in my notes section a pre-planned message. I'm in labor. Please refer to referring therapist um, for future sessions. I will talk to you when I get back. Um, very generic message that I will just be popping in instead of writing individually. Yeah. And mass send. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I think that's probably, I have been teased out all those details because I haven't gotten there yet. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> I think that that's probably close to how I will do things. I think I'll most likely um have like a draft message Mm -hmm. already put up um I don't know if I'm going to ask other people to like reach out to my clients because it's just like to me it feels more like oh it's like more consent forms and I have a lot of people who come to me and pay private pay Mm -hmm. because they're already like nervous about privacy yeah and so while it's a consent form and while they would be consenting I think there are a lot of people in my case who are apprehensive to like Who is this random person that you're giving my information to and letting them know that you're a client, that I'm a client of yours. So to be mindful of that, I probably on my way to the hospital will be that person that's like copy, paste, copy, paste. Yep. That's me. (laughs) Yes. So all my clients just be like, I'm in labor until further notice. All sessions are canceled. Please refer to our plan that we discussed Mm -hmm. via whatever. And then like, they'll already have had like a discussion with me or hopefully I want to give them just like a physical copy that they can sign off on like this is the plan right this is the person's contact information if you're getting a referral this is how you can go about it if you've decided to pause but now suddenly need treatment and i'm not here like Mm -hmm. just a paper trail i guess yes even if that's a virtual paper trail yeah (laughs) of like the plan so that they can refer to it and then when i'm actually in labor i'll probably just copy paste either texts or emails to all of my people um Because, and I know you and I laughed about this, because of course, being at thirty-eight weeks, like you're right, she really could come any minute, anytime, Mm -hmm. um, including during the podcast. Right? How fun would that That be? That would be so Um, fun (laughs) to record my contractions. Um, (laughs) But we know that that labor. I'm not a doctor. Mm -hmm. I'm not an obstetrician, so I, I. can't speak necessarily but from what i've learned i've always assumed that labor is like emergent like mm-hmm. if your water breaks you're like gonna give birth in five minutes right. but it's um, not that but way it doesn't work like that no the
1: movies all lie <laughs>
0: yeah that sometimes you call your hospital or your doctor and they go yeah you it's maybe home a little call longer. back in eight hours and I'm right like, what? what um so we know that that at least I'm trying to lean on the fact that I think I will likely have time and the ability. Um, and if I don't I will hopefully have a backup plan.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And also mean, tease out the market. For sure. And that that's you know, that's kinda what I did. I, I have two plans. I told my clients that they may have a one therapist reaching out to them but you know we've worked it out so that most of my clients are already somehow connected to their referral like their cup co- the covering therapist so it would just be like like i said like you three calling the therapist and being like tag you're in it. it in labor you're it's all on you now yeah. Um, because yeah it's 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 both stressful to the clients but also stressful for you know us right like I don't it's not what I want to be thinking right, about um, even right. if I have some time what I'm most likely going to want to be doing knowing me is probably doing some nervous cleaning Right. Um. Maybe some you know breath work and exercises to mentally prepare Take myself. Warm bath. Yes. Yeah. Um. I'm not going, and it's not that I don't care about my clients, but I'm not going to want to worry about that. Right. I'll. My mind is going to be completely focused on something else. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That we want to be mindful of not expending a whole lot of energy on that. Right. And that's why I think. I mean, I only have about twenty people in my caseload, mm-hmm. so. Um I don't imagine it'll take me a crazy long time to text people but Yeah. Like I said I still have to copy paste. Kind of, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like copy like I yes. will be like at my kitchen table just copy paste copy paste copy paste copy paste 100%. Base. Um and then that's about like I think all of the energy that I'll put into it at that point mm-hmm. that it's like at that point I've covered everything and so all you need to know is that like if you have an appointment today it's not happening. Yes. <laughs> or if you have an appointment this week like no. Right. <laughs> um that that that's really going to be the only, hopefully the only piece. And that's, you know, just assuming that everything goes smoothly. Yep. You know, so, which is the best that we can hope for. Right. Yes. Well, again, to reiterate, if there is anybody out there who is a expert or a specialist in, or you just are really passionate about it and you know a lot more than we do um, about pre or perinatal and post. Post yeah. needle. Is that all the same thing? I don't even know. A
1: uh, perian post, I think, is yeah, or something. I should like know that. that. <laughs> yeah, you're good. <laughs>
0: okay. um, if you if that's your thing and you know how to groove with it, certainly feel free to DM us, email us, um, find us on social media. We would love to have you on and chat with your perspective as far as like how do we treat pregnant people mm-hmm. and how do how does pregnancy and, and mental health interact with one another beyond what Aida and I have lamented about yeah <laughs> <laughs> um and of course if you enjoyed this episode please feel free to rate review and subscribe as always your support is very important to us and we appreciate the feedback until next time sincerely, sincerely to imperfect, imperfect therapists, therapists.